Welcome to the T-Wiz Podcast. My name is Tony Marks and beside me, as always, is the one and only Flight 39 from the Sydney Swans. Flight of going to get you everywhere, Tony. It should do. I do love you like a brother, but I'm from Tasmania. We've got some big stars tonight and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. Uh, guess who we've got back in the studio? Who we got? Mate, we have got the fucking worst production assistant in all of broadcasting after, what, three or four weeks? Give him a clap. Give him a clap. Nippy, Nicky D. And Simon took over last week. Great That's job. Pretty fucking half-assed clap from the studio audience. Simon took over last week. Number three guitarist in Australia. <laughs> number and he, three. And he wants to keep coming back. He was number one when he was in the room. No, 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 no. I don't know that. But fucking, he's number three. He's dropped down a couple. I can't of wait to the Van Halen show in January. It's going to be sick. January twenty fifth. VIP yep. passes for me and Tony. Everyone else got to pay full price. <laughs> yep. Gonna You're going to jump out of a birthday cake. Yes, in gold shorts. I am. Yep. That's going to be fucking great. Yes, uh, we had Aaron Shembury on last week. That young guy couldn't get the smile off his face. Aaron wants to keep coming back. He didn't, mate. He didn't want to leave. He pop out of the tour, didn't he? He fucking did, mate. He didn't want to leave. He was so he enamored was with you. Remember that funny commercial you did and you spoke and he talked? Very good. Very <laughs> clever, mate. He didn't know what to say, did he? No, he's a good guy. He certainly is. Nat Ellison came yes, back. Yes, terrific. She was unbelievable. New song out, looking great. And she wasn't scared off. She even stayed for two hours. She did. She hung around. She loves the Kappa Cake. Yeah, well, she's only human. She's going to buy a ticket next time. She's usually $2,000 to get in. But for Natalie, free of charge. There you go, Nat. Free of charge for you. And of and course. And that was good last week, wasn't it? Shannon Noll. Yeah. Good old Shannon. He came, he came good, yeah. He, he was. Um, he had me a couple of favours, so he was on the show. He did. Did a couple of jobs with him, and I did a phone call for his brother, so he owes me. His brother used to play for the seconds. He did. You, you reminded him of that. I, I reminded him four times. It's funny how anyone that ever played for the seconds, you always remind them of and that. And I remind him how he was just dying to meet Lisa and his wife was dying to meet me. <laughs> so that was an interesting night. It certainly was. Wasn't it, love? It certainly was. We had uh, we had our first Neil Daly cross last week as well, our Hollywood yep. correspondent. Yes, it's going to be great. Who told a story about being abducted. By a couple of swingers and got his legs taped together in the back of the van out the back of the whiskey. He's the best. He's a better storyteller than me. He fucking is, isn't he? Fucking, no, that's a great get once a month. It's going to be good. It is. It's LA wrap up. Our, good. Our LA Hollywood correspondent. What about the week that whiz? What's been going on with you, Warwick? Um, I was a dentist. <laughs> Doctor D. He's on next week. Best in Australia. Yeah. Seventy grand of teeth. Got some temps in. They fucking fell out. <laughs> Fuck that hurt. I, had to, I wasn't supposed to eat anything, anything hard, but I, I, I forgot that. And I ate a Mosley bar and they, they broke out. But they were only temp, so it's not his fault. Went back, came back and had lunch with Lisa and they broke again. I oh, said, I am having a fucking bad day with these teeth. <laughs> so I, can't, I, can't wait, I can't wait for the real ones. I can't wait to see you in a nightclub. I can't wait for the porcelains. Fucking hell, it's just going to be like a fucking set of fluorescent teeth just walking it, through the pub. Yeah, I know. Yeah, same one's, uh, same one's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> it's going to be like the Cheshire cat. <laughs> no, so that's going to be good. He's on next week, so he's one of the best in Australia and does a great job. He certainly does. We're going to uh, be following the progress of you getting, what, 24? Yeah, 24. Takes you five hours of tooth. <laughs> Lovely contra. Hold on. You're shitting me, right? Not five hours I'm of tooth. full on. Takes you five hours to make one tooth. Oh, to make Porcelain. one tooth. Yes. And then what if he just slips them on? Already had four hours in there. Yeah, right. How's the kidney stone going, mate? Yeah, 80%. Coming good. <laughs> Went for the first run today. Fucking almost had a heart attack, but did 5Ks and pushed through it, mate. How'd you pull up? You pulled but, up all right? Yeah, mate, I made it. 
It's uh, it's Freedom Day today in Is Melbourne. It? Yeah. That's why Rusty's here. Yeah, he's got his new album coming out. He, he does have his new album coming out. He's got a lot going on actually. Uh, we have got uh, Rusty Brown from Electric Mary back for part two. Part two. The greatest rock and roll storyteller there is. And we've got the lovely Carly Jewell later and, uh, on the it's show. Gonna be a, it's going to be the biggest nights of the year for the Kappa Cave. It certainly is. Are we going to make top 20 this year <laughs> or this, this month for the ratings? Well, we, we were number two. We in Australia? Were, we were number two in Australia. See you later, Channel 7. You've been beaten beautifully. Yeah. We stuck yeah. it right up your ass. We really did. We uh, also got onto the charts in Great Britain this week. Number three? Mm, a little lower. 10? 39? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? No, we were 230. That's all right. <laughs> Had a going 12 weeks. That's all right. That's yeah. a good start, mate. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Uh, mate, Chef Wizard, what have you been doing upstairs? You've been cooking anything? It was Lisa's yeah. birth- birthday the other day. Did you make her anything? Yeah, took her to the harp. Fantastic. Did you make her breakfast in bed? Yep. You did? I went to Mecca's. Lisa? No, she was too full. <laughs> she was too full. She had to get her hair done. So she declined breakfast, but we got a nice dinner. Really? Did you really decline breakfast, Lisa? You did. Fuck. Yeah, she was waiting for the dinner. She was waiting so, for the yeah, dinner. So, yeah, it was good. We had about 14 there. So, very nice. Three cheers for the harp. Thanks for looking after us. Three cheers. No for food the harp. poisoning. <laughs> hey, uh, another special person we've got coming on the show making a monthly appearance. We have got the great Peter Maniatis. Who's that? Who's man? a Hall of Fame boxing promoter. Yep. He's going to be our our world boxing correspondent. He's good friends with Manny Pacquiao. He was up there with Tim Zhu in, right. in Tim's corner a couple of nights ago when yep. he won, won the fight up in Sydney. Great fight. Went, went, the, went distance. Went the distance, yep. Um, so Peter's going to be our world boxing correspondent. So once a month he'll come on and he'll be uh, he'll be telling us So it's sporting and entertainment theme? Rock, sport and comedy, mate. Right, it's good. Yeah, yeah. All right. It'd be pretty good. Uh, you know, we added a few jokes to the Warwick Kappa joke book last week. Have you got any new jokes, Tony? Because I'm yeah. getting a bit sick of mine. No, you're Come not. Come on, mate. Don't be shy. No, 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 mate. I'm going to leave the comedy to you, remember? Right, okay. Scotty's here tonight. We can tell you how to censor him the way he's dressed. <laughs> Fucking there it Bam! is. Bam! <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, mate, look, next year we're going to have some great merchandise on the T-Wiz podcast site. There's going to be some great shirts and all sorts of right, fun mate. things. And uh, We better thank Angry Dad for our sponsor shirts this week. The Zero Fucks shirts? Yeah, because he doesn't give Zero Fucks, so... Yeah, something different, yeah. Something different. And Nicky D got the hat. Yeah, yeah, because he's got no hair, so it makes him his head warmer. Yeah. And you got the singlet. I got the singlet. Get the guns out. Nicky's going to cover that fucking weird-shaped head. Yeah, so zero, yeah, yeah unusual name, but it's good, yeah. In fact, that's perfect for Nicky D, isn't it, to have a hat? He really needs a hat. Yep, zero yeah. facts. Uh, well, stay tuned for later in the show. Uh, we've got Rusty Brown from Electric Mary and coming... Well, we've got Rusty coming up next, and later in the show we've got Carly Jewell. So wow, what a big show! Better than last week. Stick maybe, around. Maybe it's good. Maybe better. You never know. Mate. Here's cheers for the two of you. Here we go. Ah, Wiz, we are back. We are back, and we have got a great show coming up next. We have got the electric Mary Legend himself, <laughs> rock and roll's great storyteller, Rusty Brown. But first. What have we got, mate? We have got... Happy birthday, dear... Gunty? Happy birthday to you. So who we got first, Warwick? Who's up? Okay, I love this segment. I bet you do. Rushy doesn't like it much, but he, look, he looks at me funny, but I don't mind it. He came and spent time on the show last week and didn't want to leave. He promised not to reveal anything. He saw in the Kappa Cave. What happened last week, mate? Well, mate, they've got to sign a confidentiality. And he stuck to his word, yeah. so we love him. It's a sweetheart himself, Aaron, Aaron Shembray. Shembray. Shembray, is Shembray. it? Shembray. 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 
Happy birthday, Gutsy! Well done, Aaron. Good on you, Rusty. Bit of uh, participation from the studio audience would be uh, appreciated there. Thank you very much. Okay, who we got up next, Wizard? All right. Well, this guy, this guy loves the cock so much that his girlfriend got him a cock-shaped birthday. He's had more cock than the cook man. Okay. Yes, he's had more, had more cock than the cook. Uh, cook uh, buddy, 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 that's all, folks. He's had more cock than the cook man. A bit like David, had more puss in the pet shop. He may have spent all of last night putting a birthday cake up his own ass. It's a less attractive brother of the very own Tony Marks. It's Daniel Marks. Is that why you're part of them? Happy, Happy birthday, Gutsy! Yeah. Don't eat too much of that cock cake, mate. Three cheers for Daniel. Okay, who we got next? Warwick. How old was he? Uh, I don't know. Younger than me. Younger than me. I'd have to ask my mum and dad. All I, I right, now yeah, this is a very special one, Tony, tonight. It's a special one. The next birthday is for someone that puts up with all, all of my craziness and lets Nikki D under our stairs. He lives under there. What do yeah. you do there? We just fucking, he's like a, what do you call those people that go into a house that. I know, a nuisance. <laughs> She's a wonderful in every way and she loves Warwick almost as much as I do. There you go. It's the lovely Lisa. Lisa, yay! Hey! She's 39 today. Happy birthday, Cunty. Happy birthday, Cunty! You were a little hesitant with that one, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tula got on happy birthday, Cunny, last week. She's right in the I. studio audience tonight. Did, did you hear the show last week? You did? She taped it, don't worry. Did you she, like had her, it? she had her own birthday. Loved it. It's a rite of passage. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking beautiful thing. Term of endearment, though, isn't yep. it? Yep. It certainly is. What's next, mate? Coming up now, we have got the absolute legend, the rock and roll storyteller himself, Mr. Rusty Brown. The Chick Mary. Rusty Brown. Welcome to the show. Got the new album out. How you going, buddy? I'm very good. I'm a, I'm a man to clap myself. You are, mate. Yes. I do. I've done yes. that 30 years, so don't you be embarrassed, mate. <laughs> look uh, look at all the memorabilia we've got when around When you're iconic, I know, it's amazing. you celebrate yourself. There's still no photos of me in here, though. Okay, there's one next week. We've got to get one up there, Warren. Get that blown up, Lisa. The Kappa Cave. Let's get one now. The Kappa Cave. Yeah, then give us one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably get one off his website. Yeah. Let's yeah. get a copy of the new album and we'll put it up. We okay. will. We'll, we'll get a signed copy of the album, put it on the wall. Yep. What's it called, the new one? Ah, uh, no idea. We haven't come up with the name yet. It's in, in the works. Hmm. Hey, Considering uh, we've only recorded two songs, it's actually a fair way off. Doesn't right. matter. Hey, uh, last time you were on the show, we are in lockdown, and today venues, actually, as of today, for the first time in a real long time, can operate at full capacity. You got, uh, you got anything coming up, mate? No. Should I leave now? <laughs> I think. Well, thanks for coming I think, on the show. I think Russ is February, Tommy. February, March. I think March. That's yeah. right, mate. We've got, mate a, we've got a we've got a tour coming up. It's called Under the Southern Stars. So it'll be Cheap Trick, which oh, I'm very oh, excited oh, about. Oh, yeah, Michael, is all right. Cheap Trick, one what of my favourites. Doesn't fuck around, Russ. Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. Bush. Rose Tattoo. Electric Mary. Fuck it out. It's going to be so good. And we're actually going to the Adelaide Fringe Festival where a whole bunch of other bands will join. Black Sorrows, uh, Super Jesus, you, Tony, The Bad Loves, up there, is up which means uh, The Bad Loves, which means... What's the name will be in yeah, here? James Ryan. James Ryan will be yeah. in Oh, yeah, there. James Ryan, no friends. No, yep. Ryan. James Ryan, he's, oh, James Ryan. he's on the show next week. He actually cousin. played a show with us once. Yeah, right. Played guitar for us. Yeah, he's a good guitar player, isn't Great he? Great guitar player. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, so there's a whole bunch of things coming. From there, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll do shows after that and then Europe in September. How do they get tickets, Rusty? Um, you go to under, under the southern stars.com. Okay, we'll put that and up just, for yeah, you. And just go for through fans. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, your current single, The King of Rock and Roll, is the first under the banner of your new production company, Be Inside the Circle. Mm-hmm. What's the agenda of the formation of the new company, mate? Um, I really started it to help others. Um, you know, as you said earlier, I love talking. Um, and yeah, I just mind, found there was a lot of musicians. Nothing wrong with that, Rusty. I'll get paid by the minute myself. Don't worry. <laughs> Book us now on Cameo and Memo. Paid by the minute. Don't. Continue. <laughs> Bim! And Rusty's coming shortly to Memo. Thanks yeah. to Warwick. Um, Sponsor. <laughs> there's a lot of musicians that need help. Yes. Me included. Maybe and, no. um, you know, yeah. I just I just kind of do it like a, like maybe an assistant footy coach might do. Yep. So I don't... Um, you know, I'm not your manager, I'm not your whatever, but I'm your helper. And, you know, I talk talk a lot on the phone to people who, you know, the, mu- um, the music industry, as Carly will probably tell you later, you know, it's a hard thing. It's an emotional thing because you're, you're kind of holding your heart out to people and you're asking them to like you. Yeah. Well, you don't ask them to like you, but you want to like you. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Well, you're revealing... A- Part of yourself. Yeah. A massive part of yeah. yourself. Rusty's a thinking man musician, which is good. So that's why I started being inside <laughs> the circle. Because um, for a little while there, I well, for quite a long while actually, I was writing songs but also playing covers. And when I was recording my songs and trying to, to get to people, they just saw me as a cover band singer. Yeah. And they weren't really interested in what I was doing. And once I got out of it and met a couple of people who said, oh, no, no, he's not just a cover band singer. He actually does this, this and this. And you write your own songs. Then yeah. suddenly I was inside their circle. Yep. And that's, you know, I want to bring people inside my circle. I don't know how much I can help them, but I can definitely do something. You definitely could. Along well, a man with your experience, I mean, that, uh, that, there's no point that experience just dying on the vine. Mm. No, there's not. And playing covers when you're good as you. Or you're, dying you're on the highway on Correct. the way to a Tina Turner show. This is you true. played around the world for 30 years, mate, so it's a great effort. Yeah. Are you looking to produce artists? Yeah. If, if this, is, this is a part of the agenda? Yeah. I've always produced Electric Mary and my last band, Mr Brown, and, you know, I've got one at the moment. Dino, he's called The Revolution. No, he's not. He's called The Revelation. No, he's not. He's called The <laughs> Revolution. Close enough, mate. Don't God, I'm going to spell it. He's the song out at the moment. Um, yep. I'm having a bad memory day here. I should know. Tumbling in the rough, it's called. Sorry, Dino, if you're listening to this. <laughs> the Revolation. It's R-E-V-O-lation. Okay. And it's tumbling in the rough. He's got a new single coming out on December the 6th, maybe. And then we recorded um, some vocals and stuff for another new song of his, which, um, yeah, it's going really well. He he was um, – Dino was in a band called Valve, I don't know, 20 – it could have been 20 years ago. He was actually signed by um, George Young directly right. to Albert's and um, 
they they brought out a single, a couple of singles. They may have brought out the album, but things didn't go too well and it all fell over and then he just moved on in into another life and sort of put music to the side. And uh, he said to me maybe a year and a half ago, probably during this COVID period, yeah, I want to do some songs again. Will you help me? And I said, yeah, I'll help you if you finish them. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one of my rules. If I'm going to help you, you want to produce it. or write a song, you got to finish it because yeah. I'm not just going to give was. bits yeah. and pieces. The good thing with yeah. him, he has the songs. You know, I might chime in with a couple of, oh, why don't you try that or this, yep. you know, but the songs are – they're basically his and, and finished and, uh, yeah, it's going to – it's it's going really well. He's happy, which is more important. Yep. Um, producing is not easy because the people that get me to do it want me to do my thing on their songs. But I have to be aware that it's their song, it's not my right. song. Yep. So sometimes there's been a couple of instances where I've rubbed with the person, not in an angry way or whatever, but, you know, in the end – they either have to give in and do what I say or I have to give in and let them be who they are. Yep. Which is uh, sometimes difficult because, as I said before, music is a, an emotional yeah. thing. Sometimes, you know, working on something too closely, you start to lose a bit of perspective as yep. well. Yeah, yep. there's always that. Sit away with it for – I said to Dean on, on his new song, I said um, – because I can, because we've been friends for a long time. Hey, um, that bit you sing at the end, awesome. Keep doing that, but that's not going to be in the song. Really? And he just looked at me like, <laughs> but I like that. And I'm like, nah, you can come up with something better. Now, this is the thing, and and the, this is the great thing about the band I, I'm in, Electric Mary, is we'll try everything. Yeah. Them's the rules. Yeah. Like, to try, it, try something, it'll take you – 10 or 15 seconds, it's no big deal. Just try it. If it's terrible, no worries, throw it out the door. Song comes first. It's best you have tried and failed but never tried at all. Yes. Like yes. that one? Well, I do. Can you say it again? It's best you have In tried Spanish. and failed but never tried at all. <laughs> Got it? What are, what are the production capabilities of where you're recording? Are, are you... Do you uh, have your own studio set oh, up or, or are, I, you, I have are an you going off, into one? I have an office in a studio. Studio's called um, 1B, 1.B. It's in um, Faulkner and I have a guy that I work with, the engineer, Brent, um, you know, and we just – we've been doing everything together lately. Um, we did another guitar session for a band called HZ Today and, uh, yeah, they can do anything, you know. Pro Tools, you've got Pro Tools, you can do anything. Yep. Um, I, I look at my – I've got a 16-track Tascam reel-to-reel. It just sits under the desk and I often look at it and think – those were the days. Yeah. I would spend hours in my studio at home, even if I didn't come up with anything. Really? You had to replay it again and again mm. and again. And you never got to keep it because <laughs> once you press record, that was it. That yeah. bit was gone. Yep. Yep. You had to keep doing it again. Whereas on Pro Tools, you know, you could do a thousand things and go, it's, okay. You're not going to run oh, out of tape. When do nah, you think when do you nah. think the album will be ready, Rusty? Um, Maybe Christmas, February? No, 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 no. Six months. June. Look, the, the COVID period messed everything up, really. We couldn't get together. Yep. Um, we we rehearsed a new song on Wednesday. That's the first time we've been together for ages, man. I don't know. When when did the last one happen? Was it April? Three months ago. Three months ago. Okay, I would have thought it was longer. 
It felt longer. Yeah. It felt longer because... And then, you know, you got to – for me, I'm a bit older, so maybe, you know, it's just one of those things. But when people say to me, oh, you know, great, it's all open, Electric Mary, we're going to be playing awesome. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You need a little bit of runway in front of you before you get started. And I feel like everyone's at the front of the ship now yep. trying to do gigs. I see, you know, bigger names than Electric Mary doing – 65 shows and yeah. and rock and roll you know we don't um, how do I say this rock and roll is on the periphery at the moment it's it's really R&B and hip hop and yep. that stuff um, I was listening to a podcast Hush My Mouth um, and little Stephen was on it from Bruce Springsteen's band and he said this year at the Grammys they didn't um broadcast the rock and roll part, the awards. They really? just came out of an ad and said, oh, and, you know, whoever it was. Congratulate the winners for yeah. these categories. Yeah. Kind of like the yeah. – uh, And like rock and the, roll was in it. They cut it out. Yeah. 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 Kind of like the best foreign film category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did win the uh, award one year, though. Um, yeah, so, like I said, rock and roll is on the periphery. It's a it's a generational thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, people like – younger people like rock songs, of course, too, but I feel like it's a 40 and up thing, rock and roll, 40 years and up. 80s uh, thing? Yeah. You get the feeling that uh, there's going to be a resurgence in the younger generation? Um, there can be, but it, it every generation who likes music has always wanted – their own band yeah you know what I mean yeah so when Led Zeppelin came along they had their own band they went ah this is our thing yeah Deep Purple was their thing yeah. so you know what I look at now is they've got um, Greta Van Fleet for the younger yeah but it's really just Led Zeppelin so mm. they haven't I haven't listened enough of their music nobody's broken to, through with a voice to form an yeah. opinion he's yeah. a good singer though he's a great singer um, I would hope, like Silverchair did, when Sil I saw Chil Silverchair at the big day out, they were 14, and I was just going, wow, when you get your own voice and your own songs, like yep. they were a bit Nirvana-ish, yep. you're going to be good, and they, they can, were good. They came and, good, yeah. And Greta Van Fleet will be good. The Rival Sons are a great band. Yeah, there's lots of bands they just don't have the radio format now to be out. Like yeah, yeah. There aren't the platforms available. The, the platforms aren't yep. there. And that's why, yep. you know, um, It's all about the marketing push, isn't it? It's, it's a marketing. Really? You've got to do really? it yourself. Yeah. You've got to do it yourself. And, and the kids that know know how to do it, me personally, I'm not very good at it, but, yeah. Hey, um, when you were here last time, you had some great stories of tours that you'd been on, mm -hmm. Deep Purple, White Snake. Electric Mary have also toured and performed with other great international headliners such as Judas Priest, mm -hmm. Alice Cooper and Glenn Hughes, who was part of the my favourite iteration of Deep Purple with the David yeah. Coverdale period. Yep. Um, mate, what, what, are some of the, what are some of the highlights from those experiences? I don't know if I told this story last time, but Glenn Hughes... Um, when we uh, supported him, we hadn't done a show yet. 
and the lady who was driving him around couldn't drive him. So I said, being a huge fan, I'll drive him around. <laughs> sure. He didn't want a man driving him though. Yeah, right. So he didn't talk to me during the day. So I drove him around a bit, drove him to rehearsal, let him out and, you know, because everyone in the band was Australian. So they knew who I was because they knew Electric Mary. Yep. Um, and then later on in the day I took the guitarist to the ABC studios and Glenn went with the manager of Tame's Talent or Tame's Music who's – Dr. Drew Thompson, he's an Australian guy, he lives in Mooney Ponds or he's got, he had an office in Mooney Ponds. So he was in his car with Glenn and I was with Michael. Um, and anyway, we put up the front of the ABC and uh, Dr. Drew, the manager, came up and he gave me the keys to his Porsche and he said, if the parking officers come, can you move the car? I said, yeah, yeah no worries. And they trundled off. And I just was looking in the rear vision mirror and the doctor came back and he went in the window and he said, are you Rusty from Electric Mary? I said, yeah. He goes, does Glenn know that? I went, nah. (laughs) Anyway, they went in, they did the thing and he came out. I got out of the car and Glenn said, you know, why didn't you tell me who you were? I said, well, I'm that big a fan I just didn't want to bombard you with stuff. I just wanted to drive you around and be (laughs) quiet and all that stuff. Just have the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, that's so cool. Do you want to go out for dinner? I said, yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we went out for dinner and he told, without me asking, everything I wanted to know. Yeah, right. You know, what was Blackmore like? Why did he do this? You know, this song, he did this. And he told me a story about, um, oh, God, I can't think of it now. It's on... um, uh, Stormbringer. Anyway. Hold Glenn, on, Holy Man. Holy Man. Holy yep. Man's got the slide solo. Yep. And Glenn said um, something like, oh, I think this should have a slide solo. And Blackmore just went, yeah, here's your fucking slide solo and picked up a screwdriver and played the solo and apparently that's the solo on the thing. Fair and man. it's really good. Oh, it's an incredible song. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, – Who's that? Glenn Hughes. It's, it's David, David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Deep yeah. Purple. Yeah. Deep Purple, yeah. I feel like um, Glenn and Richie yeah, we may rub each other a little bit, but yeah. again, I was listening to another podcast the other day and David Coverdale was on and he said he'd made up with Richie and they were they'd always talked and yep. he told a lot of stories about Deep Purple, how Richie actually wanted to take him to Rainbow. So he would be the singer instead of Ronnie James Dio. Right. Um, yeah, but, you know, with stories, yep. as I'm getting older. <laughs> oh, actually, I've got a great story for you. Oh we love God. your stories. Hang on. Let's give Rusty a clap. Last time I was here. No, 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 no. Listen, I think this, as I get older, when I tell, you know, I've got a lot of stories, but when I tell them, I often go walk away and think, I wonder if that's actually what happened or am, <laughs> or am I close to what happened? Yeah. Right? Yeah. When I was here last time, I in, in a conversation I said to you, I went to Ringwood Ice Skating and saw ACDC. ACDC. Yep. Well, yeah. a guy rang me on Saturday after he listened to the show. Rather hockey. And he said, I can't believe you said that because I took you there and I went, it's true. That really it happened. It really happened. Yeah. yeah. I used to think, I wonder if that did happen. Yeah. 
Yep. He goes, I drove you there because yep. I was 18 and you weren't 18. Alicia knew you when you were 15. Yeah. She sent me the photo. Did she? Remember? And she was yeah. a bit excited looking at you because you're a little bit older. I, I had heard that they played there. That, How was that? that? They played a number of places. They played there, the Croydon High School and a few, a yeah. few other venues around that area. Yeah. yeah. So I was very excited when he told me that because I went, like I said, I thought, I wonder if that did happen. It happened. It happened. Because he said, yes, I took you there and I can't believe you said that. And I went, yeah. Well, so there you sure. go, listeners. It's not all fake news on the so TV podcast. He, he, <laughs> he was a rollerblade master. I was the ice skating master. It's not all fake <laughs> news. <laughs> That's good. But it's funny. I listened to um, Paul Rogers from Free and Bad Company talk the other day about the story about um, how they wrote All Right Now. And he said he didn't have a big song to end the show with. We're free. Yep. So one time after a gig, he just said, "All right now, that's why we're going to sing that." Bad company. Good band. Right now, and just played the song and wrote it. Really? Yesterday, I wrote. I read an article with Simon Kirk telling exactly the same story, but it wasn't Paul Rogers. It was the bass player, Andy Fraser, who was only 16 at the time. Yep. And that was the story I always knew. Oh, I thought Andy Fraser wrote that song. And and Simon Kirk said that Andy Fraser wrote that song. But Paul Rogers told a whole podcast audience yeah, right. that he wrote that song. Well, he probably remembers it that way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Everything is not true. Well, they say you don't remember the the event, you remember your last time you remembered it. Right. Yeah. So, so whenever you recall something, you're actually recalling the last time you recalled it. I was there in 97 yeah. when he stood on uh, Langford's head. Actually, he didn't stand on it. He made a T-section out of his head. Was, uh, <laughs> he my knees wobbled. Yes. Oh, yeah. I actually was at Waverley. We I stood up. <laughs> I remember yeah. you saying. Once you open that drink, Rusty, you brought that all over your house. <laughs> I've got a full bar here and you haven't opened it yet? Yeah, no. So we, um, and put some scotch in there immediately. I'm going to give some we, to Carly. We called uh, Chris. <laughs> we called Chris Langford's head the uh, cup and saucer for yeah. Warwick's balls. <laughs> no. He would be unhappy about that. He, he would, ended yeah. up being a swan's... Um, yeah. On the comedian yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've done 10,000 shows out there and footy shows and done a couple with Langford and he goes, all they remember is that Mark mm-hmm. and he's pissed off because he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Good player. I feel sorry for him. Well, he is. Good player, good player. I said you are a good launching pad, mate. He was a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. kicked the ball to you? Mark Bass. Uh, Mark Bass. There you go. Who was commentating at the time Jesus on Rusty. ABC television? Bernie Quinlan. Yeah, that's Bernie right. Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Super boot, right? Mm-hmm. He knows more about myself than me. Yeah. That's why I didn't. Well, that's why you've got all this stuff off on the wall, mate. That's so why I didn't say anything to Glenn Hughes because yeah, yeah. I need it. Yeah. Another great story about yeah. Glenn Hughes. We were on a plane, and he said, um, "I said, I was sitting next to him. I said, how c- we're on our way to Adelaide. I said, how come you don't play um, Muscle and Blood?" And he said, "Oh, well, probably not with this band." And I said, "No, I reckon, I reckon you'd be, be good, really good, actually." So um, it, they'd obviously rehearse a whole bunch of songs. I said, I reckon you should open up with it. I was being, God, was I being facetious then. I'm talking to one of my heroes You're and giving I'm him telling some him advice. what to do. <laughs> yep. Right? And he's looking at me. And How'd he take it? Well, he looked at me and he's like, oh, yeah, how would I do that? And I said, will you open up with Burn, White Snake, do it too. And so all you have to do is muscle and blood do the same opening, play Muscle and Blood, and then go into Burn, yep. right? And, and it'll be a new, fresh start for you. Do you, do you I do don't it? know why I thought I could do you say do it? that. He done it. 
And then I was watching videos two late years later and he was still doing ah, it. Nice. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's got some poor yeah. rusty. But let me, let me, this is the greatest of all. As we got off the plane and we were walking through the airport, he was carrying his guitar. He said, here. He made me carry his guitar. I thought you were going to say he gave it to you. No, <laughs> no, no, here. Carry me guitar. I said, all right, no worries. Tony carries mine. Beautiful guy, though. He came. He had a Saturday night off. He came to our gig. We played in Sydney. Yeah, right. He had the night off. He actually came to our gig. Glenn Hughes came to an electric marriage show. I said to the manager, look, you know, it's no big deal. He goes, no, he wants to come. And he came. He came to the gig. He could have just stayed in the hotel room, sat around, did whatever he does. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing, man. I'll never forget that. That shows shows a bit of real. Keeping it, keeping it uh, in the uh, in we're the trenches. Of, we're gonna play one of um, his two songs. We're gonna we're gonna here. put a little uh, sample of one of Rusty's great way, tracks on. But tonight, one of the favourites on T Wiz. So <laughs> mate, please play one of his new songs. Be great. He certainly would. Uh, we we actually want to drive people to the sites where they buy Rusty's songs and uh, and try and support the uh, the musical economy to keep uh, musicians functioning in society because they're such an important part of it. It's been hard to use for COVID, so it has. Oh, we need live music badly. Rusty, I, I wanted to ask you about this, right? In 2011, you performed at the World Cup in South Africa. Mm-hmm. How was how, that? How did that happen? Well, um, I've been to the last four World Cups. So Wazza, yeah. Warren Livingston, he runs the Fanatics, you know, the yellow wig-wearing people. Oh, yeah. So he yeah. gets me to come. He saw me at the depot one time just playing acoustic covers and he yep. said, I've got an idea. So I've been to Germany, South Africa, France. Where else have we played? Um, Sao Paulo and Brazil and Greece, Russia. Greece. Anyway, when we to South Africa, he said, "I want to, I want to take your band, Electric Mary, but I want to take some other bands." I said, "Oh yeah, cool. Okay, so what? You, what sort of bands you talking?" He said, "Well, you know, big. Make it big. It'll be big." So he took Powderfinger, yeah, right. us, Burned and, and, and Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> oh, jeez. Big names. Yeah. They woke up. Yeah. Are you sure I didn't tell this story last time? I no, don't know. No. Well, I tell you. So we go to, we play, they're not there, they stay in the hotel, Powderfinger, Fat Boy Slim. We stayed at the Kingsmead Oval in a tent city and we stayed in the what's equivalent to the long room at the MCG, but it was yeah. more like a local cricket club's rooms. Um, it was brilliant. And then we headed off to um, – someone help me out here. Where Where's Table Mountain in South Africa? That's in one of the cities. I haven't been there, mate. One, in, one of the cities. You've been to Table If our Mount. production assistant was fucking half decent <laughs> at his job, he'd be searching it up right now. Is that near Pistorius's house? Oh, no, I don't think so. Either one leg? He'll, he'll have this information for you about one minute too late. Anyway, I should know that, but my memory's, you know, pretty shonky. Um, so we go there to play a gig in a pub with Powderfinger. So yep. we're supporting Powderfinger on. We're just about to go and Wazza calls me and he says, mate, they don't want you to play. What? And I'm like, what, what do you mean, mate? You Why know? not? Hello, what do you mean? He goes, nah, their manager said you're not the type of band that supports them like normally. And I'm like, was I? Was this a, like, too good to play before them sort of thing? Like, you're gonna no, show we're them? not the sort of band. This is, came from the manager. Too heavy? Too heavy, whatever. Maybe. I met, I met Bernard. I said, was I? 
they're splitting up in six months. They're going back to Australia to do their final farewell tour. We're in South Africa. Yeah, too. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. So yeah. after a few phone calls back and forward from their management said, okay, you can play an hour after we finish <laughs> and you can't use any of our gear. Oh, pricks, eh? And so we said, um, okay, harsh. no worries, no worries. So we went there. There was probably, I want to say, four or 500 people in the place. And, of course, by the time we got on, there was 100. Yeah. And we had Nathan Cavalieri playing with us at the time. Yeah. And uh, – He got big on the footy show, remember? He was, yeah. He was about on, 12. On uh, – Yeah. What was it? Hey, hey. Which yeah. was hey, hey. last time we came here. It was a hey, hey. Yeah, the final, final yeah. episode yeah, of the reunion. So anyway, we played. It was great. We just used shitty old amps. We just played great. And um, the guitarist and the ace player was standing at the side of the stage when we'd finished. And as we're walking off, they're clapping going, fuck, oh, unreal. And Alex, our bass player, walked straight up to him and said, use a cunt. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, not really giving a fucking – another yeah. group and of chop they, And they then said, no, 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 no. This has probably come from our management because we wouldn't do that. And so I believe them. Yeah. But it was a shit. There's thing. politics and music too and sport oh, and big sport. It just it, didn't need to happen. Business. Yeah. Everyone – this is the thing with – you know, headline acts and support bands. Yep. Most of the people are there to see the headline act. Alice Cooper walked into our band room and said, fuck, you guys are great. I've had bands bring my audience so far down that I can't win them back. And yep. I'm opening up with, you know, Department of Youth and da-da-da. Yep. He goes, great, great. Get them up and about. And I saw this in this other guy's eyes, their manager. I said, that's awesome. I said, you know, we're going to France. We're going to be there at the same time as you. Is yeah. there any chance we could do your shows? He goes, that's a great idea. Just, you know, talk to them to my manager who was standing there. And the manager's going, Carl, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, right. Yeah, I made many emails to that manager and I never got one reply, which was stupid. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good we are or were or aren't. We're never going to blow off Alice Cooper. We can be good and people can enjoy it, but they're always there to see Department of Youth or, yep. you know, whatever song Alice Cooper's playing. And he was great. Yeah. I hate that. Whenever we play, I'm not, not that we're a big band, but when we play, there's no, oh, you can't have these or this and pull the power out a bit. No, you're just there, play, have a good night. Yep. Everyone play. The only thing we do do, if we do anything, if we buy special lights, if we hire, they're your show. That's your show. That's for our bit. Yeah, but yeah, everything yeah. else is everybody's. That's yeah. it's a night for everyone yeah. to enjoy. But that also, that that gives some separation between you know the the warm up and the main show. You need something, yeah, to be differentiating on a production point of view. And when a support band plays good, yeah, it's a good thing. You're in the band room. You're going, come on, boys. Yeah, we got to go. We have to. We have How to, good's these guys? Yeah, we have to get our shit together and All lift. Girls. Yeah, that sets the vibe. Yeah. Hey, if you're good. Yep. Rusty, before we let you go, there's there's something that uh, I wanted to ask you about. A uh, little rumour, you did make mention of it earlier, yeah. about uh, while you are on tour with Tina Turner, Yeah. one of your bandmates tried to kill you. 
Yeah, share that with us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I actually rang one of my old bandmates yesterday to confirm because, as I said about the ACDC thing, sometimes I could <laughs> be saying this wrong. So this started – this is how it started for me. We're on tour with Tina Turner, who was amazing every night. We played about 15 shows with her. We were in Adelaide. Al, we had two singers. I was the bass player and we had two front men. One of our front men knocked over a bikey's motorcycle mm. and we couldn't find him. And you know why we couldn't find him? Because they said, you're not getting him back until you pay us money. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We're talking 80s now. Mm-hmm. So eventually we got him back and we were driving to through Adelaide. Somehow I, I feel like we're going to Queensland. We're, uh, sorry, we're going to Sydney. So through Adelaide, through these streets. And the guitarist was drinking heavily vodka, a big bottle. He was just swigging it. And he kept saying to me, How's your hat size? How's your hat size? I was driving in one of those very early Taragos, those square ones. And I'm like, what's he talking about? And he goes, this was like in slow motion. We're getting nervous. You know I'm not scared to die. And he reached <laughs> oh, over hell. and just pulled the steering wheel and away we went. <gasps> it, I stopped it somehow. I mean, this was a two-way you know, one, one way, one. You would have been in doing there was the another car coming. Well. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like going on tour with Roger Rodderson and Mark Jackson and <laughs> Chopper Reed, same thing. Oh, my God. A couple of loose cannons. And then me and Phil Spillman, who was our lighting guy, we just mm-hmm. got our stuff out of the car and started walking. We're in the middle of nowhere, man. And we, tr- we walked and I could hear him calling me, Brown, Brown, come back here, Brown. I wasn't going back there. <laughs> um and we tried to flag down trucks, but they're not going to stop at 2 a.m. in the morning or wherever it was. It was dark. Two guys carrying suitcases in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Eventually they found us and um, our singer said, because it was his brother-in-law, um, he's all right, we'll stay in the back and we'll thing. And, you know, I was filthy and scared. I, I don't know how old I was, maybe 24 or something. Anyway. Was he an older bloke? He was older than me, yeah. bigger than me. Um, do you know what he did, though? Instead of apologise to me, I knew this and, and my man confirmed it yesterday. Instead of apologising, he harassed in Sydney a bunch of Maoris oh, and God. they just bashed him. So that was his way to say, I'm sorry. Punishing himself. Punishing oh. himself. That's what he did. And they beat him up. Like badly, <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it, it was insane, man. That's unbelievable. That's the music yeah. industry at times, isn't it? There's some fucking loose units around. <laughs> well, no one's ever really pulled a steering on. They weren't the yeah. easiest cars to drive, but that's yeah, a that's a chopper yeah. stunt. It's pretty, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, Rusty, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show again. Thank we, you. um, you know, we we. Uh, We'll have you back here anytime. I'm sure that we could... Uh, new single and a new story. Yeah, we could, we'll play that new song of his. We could forage around for a bunch of stories down there. I'm sure that there's still a, a thousand undiscovered ones that we haven't even got to the bottom of. And when the album's finished, come back and we'll play the, we'll plug the album for you. Thank you, brother. We will. Uh, maybe June? Yeah, something months. Like 
Well, Rusty Brown and Electric Mary can be found at electricmary.com. You can also go to electricmarymerch.com where you can support the crew by purchasing great merchandise and keep up to date with their upcoming shows and tours. Their latest single, The King of Rock and Roll, is available for purchase on iTunes or download on Spotify and Apple Music. Get around one of the great rock and roll storytellers and an all-round legend, Rusty Brown. Number one in Australia, number one worldwide. Just like we're a Cabra and Tony Marks. Can't wait for the um, CD to come out in probably June. Great to have you, mate. Fantastic stories. Thanks very much. One of the icons of Australia. Ah, Wiz, how good was Rusty Brown? Shit up, mate. Wants to come every week. I wish he would too. Great great. stories. It should be out in five months and um, we're going to see him. It'll be great. Of course, we're getting a gr- we'll get we'll be invited into the green room with Rusty. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> Went to the room with um, Baby Animals a couple of years ago. Fantastic. Whereabouts did you see that? In the city. <laughs> Lisa, how good <laughs> was that? One of the best I've seen. One of the best you've seen. Hey, uh, Warwick, we've got uh, an incredible talent coming up on the show right now. So no, uh, waited an hour and a half for her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a big T podcast warm round of applause, everyone in the. Uh, Studio audience for Miss Carly Jewell. How you going, Carly? Cheers for I'm Carly. Good. Thanks for having me. You're Thanks welcome. Thanks for waiting. Great to see you, love. How's the year been for you? Oh, yeah. A little bit all over the place, I guess. Yep. Yeah. It's been a bit, a bit like confusing, that. in and out, in and out. But uh, oh, made the most of it, I guess. Don't say that. <laughs> Warwick, will be po- Warwick will be pole vaulting to the toilet if you say that. We are the most affected. That we're, 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 we're in entertainment, so we've been hit the hardest. Yeah. Obviously, because I'm in the same field, so it's shocking. Yeah. So it's good that um, lockdown's over. I hope no more lockdowns, hopefully, because it's cost me a bit myself. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens, eh? It certainly has. Um, yeah, so uh, look, as uh, as you would expect, who's who's making sounds? Sorry, mate. It's those teeth are in the moving. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till the porcelains are ready because I'm about to. It sounds rip, like there's a fucking. I'm about, to, I'm about to rip the mouth guard out. Fucking cat pruning itself. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait the next week. Well. Fucking Three cheese with Dr. D. <laughs> those horses are really sunk because these things, this, this uh, temps are starting to give me the shits. <laughs> I'm going to pull those pricks out. Ah, uh, fuck. Carly, you, uh, you've, you've been um, grinding away at it for a long, long time. You, you, you know, I was doing my research and I read that uh, when you were about five years old, you, you first picked up a guitar from your, uh, your grandfather, country artist Tony Jewell, who had worked with Slim Dusty. Yeah. Um, it started, I think, you know, we had a, I grew up with my grandparents, so. My pop had a, a studio at home and I guess that's where I always was pestering him while he was trying to write songs and do demos and I was in there hassling him and getting in the road. So he used to just give me the guitar and, Great. yeah. Oh, very good. So he was a pretty big influence on you, I imagine? Yeah, definitely. Like my biggest, um, if anything, I guess that's where, yeah, all of my inspiration comes from, I guess, growing up around that and just seeing what he did and just – how amazing music was and, you know, all that kind of stuff and just telling stories and making music and growing a big music family around you and, yeah, so that's where that came from. Do you like yeah, Keith right. Urban? Um, yeah, he's all sort right. country hip-hop? Yeah. Yep, he's all right. Keith Urban's pretty good. So how uh, how involved in the family was Keith Sl- Slim Dusty? Was he around the family <laughs> a bit? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I thought Would that – I thought he was my uncle because my pop and him both wore Cobras, like the, the cowboy hats, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, just when I was little, I yeah probably thought, yeah, he was just a part of the family. They used to come up. Um, so yeah, pop wrote a lot of his songs. I think in, 
oh, I don't know what year it was, but I think it was one of Slim's biggest albums and made it onto the ARIA charts. And yeah, he took on Pop's songs and it was a complete different sound, but he trusted him and yeah. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool how it got picked up because he would write, you know, poems and stuff. And he actually put it, I think one of his first songs was in a, a Playboy magazine. <laughs> right. And Slim's wife seen it and said, this is a really good story. Mm. Um, it was actually about a, an old derelict in Sydney, I think, that my pop seen when he was up there early in the police force. So, yeah. Um, so he started as in the police force and then went into yeah, music. Yeah, he'd always be a, been a farmer and um, been in the police force and, yeah, just kind of always wrote at the same time. And, uh, yeah, continued to be a farmer, a police officer and write songs for Slim and Stan Costa and ah. um, many. So uh, some of the music that you've got out at the moment is a, a range of different genres. You've got everything, some sort of hard rocking yeah. stuff and you've also got some EDM uh, <laughs> stuff. So it's a mixed bag. But um, yeah. what, what about the, you know, country seems to be well, in, the, in the family. Yeah, I think for me, I first um, started writing ballads. So, you know, because my pop was a storyteller and was a, you know, bush balladeer and all that kind of thing. So I guess it, it had come from there and, and the first kind of ballads I wrote almost probably had that sound of like, because I liked rock music, they kind of come across as like country rock. Yep. Um, Do you like Casey Chambers or? Yeah, actually, she was one she's of my quite, biggest um, inspirations. Like Unusual um, voice, isn't she? Yeah, my pop used to say, she's so morbid, like everything's yeah. so sad. And I was like, I really love that though, you know, it's about, yep. it's, it, you know, it really connects with people, like that real kind of sad stuff. Yeah. And she's actually one of my biggest idols and the other one was, was actually Marilyn Manson. So they were my two biggest. It's an interesting combo. How's yeah, that? because they were both so real and they'd yeah. say things that you didn't want to know about because sometimes it would hurt, but that's the truth. Do you know? It I was thought just you might like real. her, yeah. I just picked that, didn't I? You certainly did. Harder to pick than a broken nose, but I picked it again. Because <laughs> Kappa goes bang. Caps goes boom. So the the country chamber's good, yeah. The country genre is is in your in your DNA. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yep. I do have some new songs that are very kind of country and come back to my roots. And um after my grandfather passed away actually, um, you know, I'd I'd written a few songs and I really wanted to show where where it all started for me. And um so I contacted Charlie Boyder, who was um, Slim Dusty's guitarist for many years, and him and my pop were in a band as well. And uh, I've asked him to play guitar, and I said, you know, I really want it to sound like home. And uh, you know, would you want to do this? He said, yeah, let's let's do it. So we we talked about the possibility too that you the idea that maybe you might bring one of your grandfather's songs. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, there's so many songs like. I mean, there's hundreds of songs, and um, yeah, so there's a there's a couple there that he wrote for us girls in the family, and I'd like to yeah pull the vocals out and do a duet with him. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Have you um have you converted the uh, the old tapes to digital yet? Or oh, not yet. I've got an old reel. Like I've got an old reel. I don't I don't know much about them, but I have it, and it's actually my pop used to use the the reel from the police station. Yep. That's where he got it from. So, so from interviewing, interviewing re- suspects. Yeah, he used to record over all the interviews. I have to inform you that uh, <laughs> everything you say is going to be recorded right now. So, yeah. Um, you. Yeah. yeah, but there's there's so many songs. Um, yeah, so I'd love to do a song with him. Have you been playing around Melbourne? Oh, around yeah. Melbourne. The last couple of years? And yeah, I kind of moved here like 15 years ago and was straight into it. Where were you from? Uh, originally Wentworth, uh-huh. New South Wales. Yep. Just over the bridge from Aldera. 
yep. a lot of people kind of know that place. Yeah, I've done, I've done 20 shows, Majura. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot place. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. Carly, who have been some of more of your contemporary influences? You know, I think mostly I'm inspired just by music itself. So I have, like, I'm just inspired by a lot of artists. Um, I'm a huge Blondie fan, I guess, that kind of, you can dance to everything. And I guess that's the, the dance electronic kind of side of Deborah me Harry. as well. You know, I uh, I love kind of rock songs that you can dance to. So, yep. yeah. Um, Joan Jett, obviously. Yep. Uh, Rose Tattoo, ACDC. Yep. Like just a lot of uh, just music in general. Oh, very There's good. Too many. Hey, when did you uh, When did you first start writing your own music? Um, I think I first wrote a song when I was sixteen when I got serious and. Um, what wrote was it a full called? Song. I have no idea what it was called, but uh, Pop said, "Yeah, it's all right, but you need a bloody good hook." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rusting so it's about sixteen. I started. Rusting give your hand. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots of good songs. Yeah, so um and then it just I kept going from there really and So what's your process for songwriting these days? Do you uh oh, do you, you know, do you sit down and dedicate some time to it or does no, it, it always you just take inspiration as it comes? Or I'm at work and I'm serving people and I'm like <laughs> I got to like turn around and voice record things or you know when I'm sleeping yeah. or when I'm trying to cook and I'm like well I can't have dinner now I've got to go work on this song. Um I don't really know my process. They just kind of come about. But um, yeah, when it when it normally comes, I just work on the hook. Yeah, that's, that's like the most I was important. watching the ABBA show last week, and they had thirty five number ones, and they said at the end of the song might come a year later. <laughs> they put a line together, and they go, "That's going to match." Yeah, I don't know. I like every day. I kind of am songwriting. I guess just when people are talking and you're hearing stories, and it's just you know inspiring. And I don't yep. know. Even when people talk, it's like writing songs, like just listening to them, and yeah. Your first professional experience as a musician, when did that occur? Um, probably when I come to Melbourne, you know, I started playing like venues and stuff. And so how, how long ago did you say that? 15 years now. 15 years. What's your favourite venue? Uh, the Prince Band Room. I like that place. Is that in Melbourne? Yeah. yeah. St Kilda. Yeah. So it's a cool stage. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of places. So what, um, what was what was the first professional? Uh, you know, I started at Boogeyman Bar before it was even Boogeyman Bar. It was... Honestly, it was a piece of shit. Looked like a rundown milk bar. Rusty would have played there. <laughs> and uh, they didn't even have a sound guy there, so it was almost like a live rehearsal. So I did a few live rehearsals there, and then I uh, booked my tenth show at the Whiskey. Yeah, right. I thought if I was going to do it, I better go and do a real stage. Yeah. And yeah. How did you How did you put that together? Well, I'd been over there with uh, Rowan Chaos when he went on tour. I went over there, and. Um, I actually met Cynthia. She was a booking agent at the Whiskey and we kind of just hit it off because we both love shoes. And, um, <laughs> yeah, she said, if you want to come and play, just let me know. So I did. Who did you play with when you first went there? Well, actually, Cynthia had said to me, can you get here on the 17th? And I thought, oh, you know, we don't think we can. But we ended up being there you on the 17th. took your whole band with you? Yeah, yeah, we all yeah. went. And, um, I, I no, I used a session bass player over there. Um and we were actually – our first show would have been supporting Winger. But really? we, were, we, we were a day late and then we actually made there so we got to go see Winger and it was amazing, you know, to – What was his name? Kip. On and the Kip hair Winger, was blowing yeah. in the wind yeah. and it was just like, you know – Is that Australian band? No, no. no. American? Uh, yeah. 
And um, so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, my first show there I played with Romantic Torture. They were kind of a huge rock band and they hadn't played, I think, for like 10 years, so they did a reunion. And, you know, it was like my first real big show uh, in front of like a sold-out crowd and I was so nervous. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm dead. How'd you go? Yeah, no, I did. I said to um, I said to Mars and the guys, so I'm just going to turn around and sing to you guys. And I said, I can't do that. I said, oh, I've seen singers do that here before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well, um, I think a famous one was Jim Morrison, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's what I said. I'm Don't look at their face. Look over their head. Look over their head. But, yeah, no, that was that was amazing to um, do that. And, and just with that, like we met so many bands there that night that we kind of just made that our hometown to play in and just kind of kept going back and – how many, how many times have you been there now? Um, maybe like eight or nine times. Really? Yeah, we go every year. Yeah. Put a run of shows together, and so yeah. other than whiskey, whereabouts do you play? All all around Hollywood, California, or yeah, do you branch we, off? we played um, Santa Monica and in Long Beach, and yeah, all around like Hollywood area, yep. those venues. So yeah, that was really cool, and, and yeah, that, just kept meeting up with more you bands. Play, and, you play at Venice Beach? No, I went there once. Beach. That was um, different. But, uh, Muscle, Muscle Beach, as you Oh, I, I did go there. Good place. I did Unusual. have to go down yep. there and check out the gym. Mm. <laughs> um, how, how do you pull it together with all the guys in the band? Because it's, it's pretty hard keeping a band together at the best of times when you're all in one place. Well, you know, I've been pretty lucky. Like, we all, we all love music. And, um, you know, when I started my band, I was like, I should. Everyone's going for people their age. And I was like, if I find older people that are still doing this, that have, like, all that rock and roll history behind them, then I know they're doing it for the love of music, not for money, because yep. I'm going to go broke doing this. <laughs> yep. So it has to be a mutual thing where we just love music, you know. And, um, yeah, and, I th- like, Dave joined the band and I said, he said, where are we playing our next show? I said, we're going to L.A. He's like, what? You know. <laughs> so we went and, you know, we always just holiday and, Yep. Play music at the same time. So, so, so who's in the Carly Jewel band now? Uh, it's Mars Marcos, uh, Dave Beaton on bass, and Adrian Kluke on guitar. Okay, and just uh, me. How long? Right. How long is that lineup been in place? Um, Adrian's been with us. I would say nearly, oh, maybe four years. He was filling in and filled in for nearly two years, and I was like. I don't think I really need to look for a guitar. I was like, you're kind of part of the um, the family now. So, um, yeah, we just, yeah. That's good. You get a, you get a few gigs in Melbourne next year? Yeah. We might yeah, come along and support you. Me, start me and Rusty and Tony and Nick, we might come and support you. Yeah. Come when's out you, Prince when's your next one in February? Yeah, Prince Band Room, February. Yep. With uh, Hell's Abyss from Sydney. Uh-huh. And um, Riff Raiders. Yep. They're another Melbourne band as well. You want to go, Tony? Of course I, you want to go. I absolutely do. We're going to support her. We certainly are. You, you're going to be touring the whiskey again next March with uh, supporting Rose Tattoo? Yeah. That was a... How'd that come about? Blow, that was... Well, you know, I'd seen... Um, actually, Rusty, I'll ask you. So I got a support show for you um, before COVID started. I think it was in Mornington. And then Rose Tattoo were actually going to... Go overseas and, and do the huge tour and, and play at the whiskey. And as soon as I knew that, you know, I hit the whiskey up because I've played there so often, like yep. I've got permanent residency there. And um, I'd missed out. It was actually the Hots got the um, the whole tour. Anyway, so I was like, well, fuck it, I can't just not do something. So I decided <laughs> to book a tour to Japan. 
So we booked seven shows over 11 days. I was like, you know, it's close, it's cheap, you know, let's just go there and see how that goes. And then um, that got canned. And then uh, Mark, my manager who's in LA, said, check your emails. And I had an email and they said, oh, they've opened up another spot. Do you want to play with Rose Tattoo? And um, yes, I was like, did yes, you I say do. yes? Don't yeah. wait for me. Yeah, like yeah. I was at work and I was like trying to serve her. I was like, I've got to go to the bathroom. So like I found out I was playing with Rose Tattoo in the toilets at Chadston. <laughs> what a place to find out. Like I don't even want to be here right now. Yep. I was like, say yes. The beautiful Chadston. I grew up there. <laughs> I did my book launch here at Chadston Shopping Centre. What a place to find out like this huge news, you know. I was like Chadson too excited Bowl. to be at work. Yeah, great. Um, so we actually got back on that and then obviously COVID just kept closing the world down and yeah, we were lucky to- Costing um, us all money. Now it's all been rescheduled, so we're yep. back on that that show, 3rd of March. So our uh, Hollywood correspondent, Neil Daly, is going to be coming and meeting you yes. at the Whiskey at your show. Yeah. He's going to pump you up. He's yeah. going to get. The, he's, he's getting. He's got the crew pass. He's got the crew pass. Taken. He's going to be going there doing a Zoom interview with the band during the day, and then he's going to catch Carly, and we're going to do a live Zoom cross from the Whiskey a Go Go when she walks off stage that night for the show. She died. That's going to be unreal. That's going to be. You're going to take us on a bit of a tour and show us where Janis Joplin would hang and you know yep. do all that stuff. Right? Hang out in the booth. Yep. It's funny you said that because I um, remember Ridge Forrester from Bond Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, his wife's a bit of a clinger. She knows all the stars. Yep. And she goes, I'm going to put a fundraiser on Warwick and I'm going to get Seal, Mick Jagger, and I want you to pick two stars from Australia to play with him. I reckon you should get Tony Marks and Warwick. Two. <laughs> play the Whiskey A Go Go. <laughs> Let's do it. Was that it, Lisa? Or was it Viper Room? Viper Room. Viper Room. Oh, yeah, yeah that's close a cool by. place. So You've played the Viper Room, yeah? Yeah, that was yeah. a... Um, Imagine that. I love Johnny Cash <laughs> as, a, as a kid, so... Like yeah, my, that's you know started playing my guitar. I used to stand in front of Pop and he'd play the chords and I'd do the top two strings. You know, to Johnny Cash songs and um, you know we just loved Johnny Cash and uh, I'd seen that he'd play there and I used to say to my Pop, I'm going to go there and play with Johnny Cash. And how like, good is he? And yeah, so that's what I did. I spent seven years listening to his tape with Mark Jackson around Australia. Yeah, that's so he played Johnny Cash. So that gig comes off, I'm going to try and get you two. <laughs> <laughs> Same gig. That'd be fantastic. So what uh, what songs or albums have you got in the pipeline at the moment, Carly? Well, um, I've done my Phoenix album that we put out 2018 and then um, I put out Dancing with the Devil as a single to kind of introduce a newest kind of sound with Adrian because, like, uh, I guess some of the music got a bit heavier and I wanted it to be a little bit more, like, heavier, darker. Yep. Obviously I slip into that dark side. Um, a bit of effervescence. Yeah, well, are they good? It's a, it's a little bit. Um, I don't know what it is actually. It's just yep. kind of dark, but rock. It's Carly Joel. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's my sound, you know. And um, so yeah, we we were planning on just going in and recording a heap of songs, and at the end of the year putting it on the vinyl. Yep. And because uh, I mean, I just kind of finished my album, and I said, let's just you know pump out singles for a while. Yep. I've done I've done the album. Pressure's off. I don't need to do another one straight yep. away. And, um, yeah, so that kind of got held back, um, obviously, with COVID. And so, yeah, we're going in to record. Um, we started on the 12th of December to smash out another five tracks. Where, where are you doing the album? Um, probably at Colour Sound, a lot of it over with uh, Matt Robbins. Um, I did my album with him as well. well yeah. A couple, couple of different places, but I finished it at Matt's. And, yeah, I like working with Matt. He... Um, he knows me and I can just go in there and be me. And and you're in Melbourne now? Yeah. Yeah. And you're born in the country, Sydney, where? 
No, I was I was born in Mildura. Right, yes. Right. Yeah, and grew up um, yep. in Wentworth, the town on two rivers. Gets hot out there, doesn't it? Summer. Yeah, I went home last week actually because I was yeah. so excited to drive out of Melbourne. And uh, so I booked a resort, you know, I had the pool and everything, and, and it just thundered and it rained and it <laughs> yeah. stormed. And I was mm. like, yeah. as soon as I got to town, everyone's like, why did you bring the Melbourne weather? Yep. Yeah, my mate lives there, gave me a couple of footy shows, and we went out in the houseboat. Yeah, so the, I was just stuck inside. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, Carly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks um, so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure. Once, um, once things get fired up and you know, you're at the whiskey. We'll get you back in, and yeah, you can tell us all about cool. your next American tour. If I can pull that tour off, I'll try and get you there. That'd be amazing. As long as she's not shit talking, <laughs> Richard's wife will soon see. Well, let's find she out. She didn't mind dropping a few names. Well, she used to go out with Prince. She used to go out with Prince. Wife. Yeah. Jeez. Mm, I said, right, eh? if you can pull Seal and Mick Jagger, I might make an appearance. <laughs> it's, I'll it's, do the harmonics. It's, uh, <laughs> I will see she's reading them. She wants your fundraiser. It's at your pay grade, mate. Prince and Mick Jagger. Yep. Warwick Kappa. Fantastic. What it's a trio. Yep. I hope, I hope she's um, we can actually pull that off. Well, that'd be amazing. Well, to our listeners, you can find all things Carly Jewel at carlyjewel.com. So check out her page for new music, merch, and tour updates. You can also follow her on Facebook and Instagram and download her music on all the major platforms, including the current single, Dancing with the Devil. Maybe we can play that for her. Carly Jewel. This is your life. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been great. Thanks for coming Thanks on the Tell Us podcast. Very nice. Thanks, Carl. Action. <laughs> Action. Wow, that was a smooth, a smooth fucking smooth segue. Master Peter. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to. Hold on one sec. Just leave a little bit of silence there so I can edit that out. <laughs> uh, mate, fucking what a great show, Warwick. One of the best. One of the best. It's not as good as last week, wouldn't it? It's definitely in our top 13. Yeah, how good is Rusty? <laughs> Rusty loves the yarn. Loves the yarn. Bit of cutting up next week for you to do. He just keeps on going, but I really love all his stories. Mate, I'm going to give him all the runway he needs. He's probably the best in the world. It's not, bad. it's not a bad effort. Mate, we could get him back every six weeks. And, and I reckon one's member. we could dig in and get yeah. those stories out. And he takes me out for breakfast every month. Does he? So he's welcome any time. Does he make you poached eggs? No. What do you get? Makes getting? me pay, but it's great. What? what? I go down to the gay restaurant in North Bourne and I love it. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Can't wait to his, uh, his next concert is in March. Hold on, hold on. So we're what, all going. What do you have for breakfast when you go uh, out with Rusty? Uh, poached eggs. <laughs> you do have poached spinach, eggs. Spinach <laughs> and baked beets. Oh, God. Shit hot. Yeah. I could just imagine. A lot of roughage. The... the <laughs> <laughs> fucking car ride home, it'd be something, oh, it's something a else. Quality farting, but hold on, what? We got a phone call. You so, got a phone call? Have you screened it this Listen, time? Listen, we got a phone call. It's actually Mrs. Minogue. It's Carol Minogue. I'm Carol not Minogue. Here again. Carol, are you there? Yes, hello. Hi, Carol. Hello, it's, it's Carol Minogue here. How are you? Go- how are you boys tonight? We Good, love. We start. Is that Carol again? Yeah, Carol's yes, back. I just, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the shout out. For Danny's clothing line, Petites. Since you've mentioned it on the Tiwiz podcast, its sales have gone through the roof. Petite, oh, petite. petite, she got fucking double D's. What do you mean, Petite? You petite freak. is going berserk for the. Well, it's got the Tiwiz bump. It's got the Tiwiz bump. The Tiwiz bump, and she's bumping all the time now. And and 
It's it's exclusive to Target. Warwick, do you shop we at love Target? Daddy. Daddy, Daddy can breastfeed a third world nation with those big tits. There's a big pop-up. She's not petite. She has double Ts. Wow. And we love the Ds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carol, um, has you been letting, you been letting uh, Danny out of the bedroom, taking the padlock off the door lately? We took the padlock off the door and Kylie is jealous because she, uh, she wants to wonder why uh, Danny's got the padlock off, and we want to. Um, she wants her own clothing line. We said, "No, uh, not uh, ready, Kylie." But a bit, um, a bit anyway, a bit of competing with our sisters, aren't they? But we went out tonight, boys. We we celebrated the uh, the night, the the Australian music T-shirt, uh, Oz music T-shirt night, and Ronald was wearing his Warwick Kappa I only take what's mine T-shirt Go to the uh, yeah to the restaurant. But unfortunately, at Chin Chin, they fucking kicked us out because Ronald's T-shirt was deemed inappropriate for the fucking police. Welcome to my life. I've been thrown out of many shows. Ronald? Unfortunately, when he got the T-shirt, it was size four, and he ended up looking a little bit like Brendan Favola in that T-shirt. Yeah, Brendan's that fatty makes you hungry. (laughs) So we're at the... uh, Carol, I'm just going to put that in. How about Brendan? He's lost 28 kilos of fat, now he can't get one. Caps goes boom. (laughs) Boom, Ronald! (laughs) We're at the Hungry Jack's car park. And Danny's in the back seat with a giant sloppy whopper between okay, her legs. Okay, we'll see you in ten minutes. Man, Dan, 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 Danny, oh she's my spilling God. it all over the Bentley. Oh. Oh, get that off the leather, <laughs> Danny. Off the leather, please. I've been waiting for you to call half for half an hour. Off the leather, Carol. Go, go, de- Electric Mary. Did electric somebody Mary. say? Yeah, yeah. We, electric we, Mary. We had Rusty. Yeah, thank you for the segue there, Carol. We've had from Electric Mary. We had Rusty Brown from Electric Mary on the show tonight. I, ha- I have my very own Electric Mary in the bedside table. <laughs> oh, my God. And is that what you're talking about? The rusty? Something about rusty? You're a bit rusty, aren't you, Ronald? I'm going to buy this for you, Electric Mary. Danny! <laughs> Danny, put it away! Danny! <laughs> Danny not Danny. now! Hey, Thanks Ronald. so much, Carol! Carol! Carol. Carol. We'll see you next week with King Canyon. Uh, thanks, King Canyon and Carol. We love a look at sister. We are from Western Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.